This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. We are going to get right into it. I'm so excited. First of all, I love that you guys love when my best friends come on the podcast. Like nothing makes me happier than having them share their stories with you and and having you guys like be so receptive and open and excited to hear them. So I am honored to have Sarah Sassone back on the podcast and she is here right now. But before I let her reintroduce herself, just want to give you guys a little backstory. The last time Sarah was on the podcast, the episode was about her learning to love her single self. And shortly after that, that was the last time, right? Yeah. That, what, I was on the pod? Yeah. 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 Okay. Shortly after that, Sarah met her now husband, Ben, and they've been married for like a year. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is so crazy. So there's so much for us to talk about how you got from that place to this place and, and everything in between. So Sarah, welcome back to seeing other people. Thank you so much. I'm so excited right now. And um, yeah, just really happy to be here. And also it's going to be fun because it's like us just catching up. So yeah, I'm so excited. Also, for those who don't know, Sarah and I met, well, we met because in 2008 on a Jonas Brothers fan site on Team Jonas. We're best internet friends for four years throughout all of high school, went to Syracuse together, lived together freshman, sophomore year, moved to the city together, lived together for two years out of college. And now here we are in 2023. So we know know each other just a little bit. Yeah. Happy 15 years of friendship to us. Okay. Sarah. Yeah. How did you meet Ben? Let's start there. How did you meet your husband? So a little backstory, I had been on the dating apps for many, many years and I was not finding success. And I would go through periods where I was like, I just can't do this anymore. And then I would take breaks and then I would go back. And I, at the same time, I don't know whoever's been here since my last episode, but I was growing religiously and growing in my observance and the dating apps were getting harder and harder because there's not that many people on the dating apps, or at least they're not like so open about it from what I was seeing, who were kind of on the same journey as me. And so the dating apps were getting harder and harder for me to find like things in common with people. And so COVID restrictions, I remember had just kind of lifted, like people were starting, it was 2021. And people were like starting to go out again. And someone that I had met prior to COVID in, um, kind of like the Jewish Upper East Side community up here, messaged me on um, Facebook actually and was like, hey, like I, we haven't seen each other in like 
a year or like more, but um, I would love to have you over to my apartment where I'm having like a Shabbat lunch. And for a while she was inviting me and I was like, no, no, like COVID. And she'd be like, it's going to be really small. And I would just keep saying no. Also, like, I just, I didn't really know her that well. So I was like, I'm not going to go and like by myself. Um, but finally this one random time in April, I was like, okay, sure. Like, you know, I'll just go. Things are getting a little bit better in New York. Um, I'll go. And I went and it was pretty small. There weren't that many people, but I went alone and I only knew like one or two people there. And one of the people that I knew there, his name is Ethan and I've known him since 2018. And at the time I had my own podcast and Ethan was like, Sarah, this guy, Ben has had a crazy story. Like he was sick and he survived. Like you have to have him on the podcast. And Ben was like, you know, all humble. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, you know, I don't do podcasts. And I was like, no, I would love to have you. And he was like, what is it about? And I was like, mental health. And he was like, that's so interesting, which is ironic because in the past, I, can I go on a little tangent for a second? Please do. Okay. In the past, I was just talking about this with Ben the other day. I sent my Hinge profile to a guy friend many years ago being like, what do you think of this from a guy's perspective? And he said, don't put that you have a mental health podcast on your page because it's going to turn guys off because mental health mm -hmm. is so serious. And Ben, first time I met him, it was like, that was the thing that was so interesting to him. He was like, oh, like, that's so cool. What, what yeah. about mental health? Like, I would love to hear more. And it's like so funny how this guy, yeah, I'm, you were there for that. Yeah. No, I'm really glad you brought that up because I I've, have such a vivid memory of us being in an Uber. I have no idea we were going, but I feel I, where we were going. I feel like for some reason we were crossing a bridge, like the 34th Street, like that area bridge. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but we were, you were talking to somebody on Hinge, I think about it. And we had kept going back and forth debating, like, should we have these things in our profile? Like for you, it was the podcast mm -hmm. for me. It was like Hinge. And we got such mixed feedback from people. And some people, it was such a turnoff and others would like take it and kind of interpret it in a really weird way. And then mm -hmm. others were super interested in it. And I just remember like, I remember us really struggling with what to do if we should or should not include it. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I think it's a really strong point that people need to realize is the right person will really appreciate these things yeah. about you and will be curious and won't be like, ew, you talk about mental health or whatever it is. Like, ew, you go for runs every Saturday morning. Like, I don't know. You know, it's like the right, it's okay if you're filtering people out by mm -hmm. sharing who you are and what you're passionate about on your profile. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I even remember I, when I was dating and I was on the apps, someone judged me so hard for liking the Jonas brothers. And it was like, if you're going to judge me for liking the Jonas brothers, we have a rough journey ahead together because yeah, this just isn't going to work out. It's just not going to work my whole nope. life. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you understand that more than anyone. Damn right. Yeah. And, and, to exactly that point, you literally met Jake by announcing your love for the Jonas Brothers. So it's like, yep. thank God we be didn't you. hide yeah. it. Yeah. Like, be you. Don't hide the things that light you up. Like, even if your favorite thing to do is collect coins, like somebody's mm -hmm. going to find that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. So anyway, so Ben was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, you know, I went through this whole journey of being sick and um, I've had to like learn resilience through it. I would love to talk more about that, whatever. That day, like we kind of were like friendly. We chatted for a little bit, but, um, nothing ever really came of it. I mean, it eventually did, but in that, that day, I kind of, in my head was like, this guy's really cool. And he, I felt that he was like fun and energetic, but he also, I knew he was more religious than me and he knew that I was less religious than him. And we were just like kind of holding at different places of our observance, which it sounds like, okay, what's the problem with that? But if you really get into the details, it would have created like a bigger issue. And so we kind of just put each other on like the back burner and like, oh, that, that person's cool, but like they might not be for me. But we never said that out loud. We just acknowledged that later on. And then a month passed, I didn't see him again. And then a month later, uh, I, I ran into him at this community place that I go to for Jews on the Upper East Side. 
And we ended up just talking for like an hour. And our friend Ethan, who had originally introduced us for my podcast, uh, saw us talking and was like, oh, those two actually would be better than just podcast interviewee and interviewer. These two. In fact. (laughs) In fact, this is actually a good idea for dating. And so Ethan put us in a group chat and essentially would FaceTime us like every single day, the three of us. And Ethan would be like, so when are you two going to go on a date? And Ben and I were like, we had just met like twice. It was kind of awkward to just say that out loud. What's funny is knowing you, like you probably ate that up. And even though you're like, (laughs) oh, this is awkward. Like in the back of your mind, you're like, yes, more of this. Please keep going. (laughs) A hundred percent. In my head, I was like, ooh, that's, or no, like to him, I was like, Ethan, no, like don't say that. But in my head, I was like, you know, (laughs) yeah, so we would kind of be like, no, 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 whatever. And then we got into this like habit of the three of us would FaceTime every single Friday. And then Ethan stopped joining the FaceTimes. And then um, one day in July, months after the first time I had met Ben, I actually ran into him again at this like huge event. Um, And I remember he we like, I don't know how we got into talking, but we kind of like sat down somewhere and he was like, so tell me about your life. Like, tell me about your journey. And I just started talking and I was really passionate about like my newfound observance and my childhood and my family. And I just started talking about myself and he had just the biggest smile on his face. And he was like, I need to hear more about this. And so we don't use our phones Friday to Saturday. So Sunday morning at 9 a.m. sharp, I had a missed call from Ben Taplin and he said he texted me and said, "Call me when you're free." And I called him, and I knew it was gonna. It was, I knew it because the look on his face that Friday night when I was talking was just, you know, it said everything it needed to say. But he basically was like, he called. I called him back, and he was like, "I'd love to take you out." And I was like, "Great, I would love to." And he's like, "How's tomorrow?" And I'm like, "Great." And then after the end of the first date, he's like, "How's Wednesday?" Which was two days later, and he was just very open about being into me. And so, yeah. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic. And when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor. And she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. 
I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. I want to go into the religious aspect of it all for a bit, because you mentioned in the beginning, like when you first met him, it's like, oh, well, like he was more religious than I was. <laughs> and I know for you, as you were on this religious journey of yours, you were experiencing that exact situation in every which way in dating, <laughs> where sometimes you would go out with people where they were more religious than you were, or the opposite, you know, you were more yeah. religious than they were. And so I'm curious for anyone who's kind of trying to explore that, find that balance, whether mm -hmm. it's with religion, fitness, travel, like whatever it is, how did you find that right fit, especially mm -hmm. when it wasn't necessarily the fit that you thought it was going to be? Right. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I think that when I was originally looking or sorry, the last time I was on your, your podcast, um, at that point, I didn't really have like specifics in mind. I just wanted someone who was growth oriented, especially in the religious way. Like I was on a growth journey and I was, you know, I was so happy in my life, but I also at the same time was like, I want to explore this path. And these are the values that I'm, you know, gravitating towards. And so I would go on dates with people and they didn't need to be exactly where I was, but they were like not interested at all. They didn't even want to hear about it. So for me, it's like, while I'm going down this path and I'm growing and I'm really excited about it to continue dating someone who's like going the opposite way, it would just be really difficult because our, 
it's like, I'm sure they're a great person, but just our values were not really aligned. And when I met Ben originally, so he was keeping Shabbat. I was not. He was stricter and kosher. I was not. Some people find ways to date with that mix and it works out. Like I know a couple and one doesn't keep Shabbat and one does and they're getting married or they just got married and it like they find their way to figure it out. Personally, for me, if anyone who's listening knows about Shabbat, but you know, it doesn't even need to be Shabbat. It could just be you have this certain lifestyle and your partner is like, it's not just doesn't do the same lifestyle. It's keeping Shabbat is a certain set of, you know, guidelines and rules. And other people see that as really restrictive. I see it as like, it enhances my life. So if I'm going to date someone that would constantly say like, you're restricting yourself, I'd be like, you're not really understanding the lifestyle that I find so beautiful. And it would be hard to like match the life that we want to build together. And when I met Ben originally, I wasn't keeping Shabbat. So that's kind of what he thought. Like, you know, on Friday nights and Saturday afternoons, my phone's off. I'm having a great time with family and friends. I'm having meals. I'm going to synagogue. I'm like, there's a lot of, a lot of it that's so beautiful. But if I wasn't ready to like participate in that and like Saturdays, I'm like, well, I'm going to go to brunch. Like you do you and I'll do me. It's just, I don't, I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly, but it would be really, really hard to like build a life together if his phone is off Friday to Saturday and he's not able to take a car. And I would be constantly like, what the heck? Like, I want to go do this and that. Like, why can't you do right. it? Um, right. So he, by the time we had re-met in July, I was keeping Shabbat. And I think that's what made it a little bit easier for us to connect on like the lifestyles that we both had because it made it easier to envision like a life we could build together as opposed to, you know, and I think for Ben, like, it's, he also is a pretty open-minded person. When we first started dating, like he didn't have a rule book of what he was looking for. For example, um, I'm going to open a whole can of worms with this and I'm, I don't know what people will say about this, but whatever. (laughs) Um, a lot of religious women don't wear pants. And when we started dating, I didn't know where I stood with that yet. I was like, I don't know. I'm kind of liking skirts, but like, I'm not going to promise you anything. He was really, he was like, that's your decision. Like we call it a mitzvah. Like that's a woman's thing. So he was like, that's on you to decide. I can't make that decision for you, but like, I'm open to dating you regardless. So it's like those things he was kind of like, whatever that's on you. But Shabbat is a, it's a huge thing. I mean, it's every week, you know, it's a whole lifestyle. So it's, that would have been a little bit harder for him to like budge on. Um, so on our first date, or actually on our second date, I like kind of expressed to him, um, I'm feeling kind of anxious. I feel like you're way ahead of me. I don't know, you know, how we're going to navigate this. And he was like, listen, I have some non-negotiables that like I've decided in my life that I'm looking for. And those non-negotiables are like Shabbat, kosher, and this other thing I'm not getting into as well. And I was like, great. Like, that's where I'm at too. Like, I feel comfortable with that as well. And everything else we can, you know, I'm open-minded. He's open-minded. We'll see how it goes. Sorry, that was kind of long. No, that, thank you for going into all of that. I think all of it is so important. There's a lot I kind of want to go back to. The first being, you mentioned like, there were different parts of your journey along the way. So there were certain things where you, you were undecided on like the, the skirt pants thing, like yeah. you weren't sure. And I think the beauty of like why the situation worked out is because he said, that's up to you. You know, like he was willing to be flexible versus the certain non-negotiables. It's like, it's good that he had those non-negotiables and that he was able to articulate them because we all should have non-negotiables, whether or not we want children, which way we lean politically, like what our religious values are, things like that. That's something that every relationship, like you do need to be aligned on those things. You could have, you could be of different religions, but right. how are you going to raise your kids? Things like that. If somebody feels one way, you have to articulate that. And so I think you know, yes, it was kind of a new world that you were entering into, but it's one that you chose to enter into and you wanted to. And you said to him, I don't know where I stand on certain things. And he said, okay, but here's where I stand on these things. Mm -hmm. And these are the things that I want in my future. And you said, yeah, I feel the same. And so I think that communication, especially early on, people are so afraid to have those conversations, but they're the most important conversations to have at the beginning of any relationship. A hundred percent. And I think that if I had gone on a date with someone who said, I will only date someone who only wears skirts, 
I couldn't have continued because at that point it would have felt like I was doing it for them and not me. And that's like a, that's a pretty big decision to make. And, you know, I mean, like, I'm happy that Ben was so open about that because, you know, I told him I'm, I'm growing. I'm not, and we're all growing. Everyone's growing in their own way. Like, that's why I was like, oh gosh, this, 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 uh, this pants skirt thing is going to be, um, like a tricky one to talk about because it's, it's really hard to explain, but I think it really can apply to everything. Like there's some yeah. things, as you said, you go on a date with and you, you go on a date with someone with, and you're like, these are the things that I won't budge on, for example, having kids or not. Um, and then there's other things that I think we think are non-negotiables. Like I thought there were things I had to have, like someone who had the exact same background as me, but Ben and I grew up incredibly differently, but it really mattered where we were at that time and where we are now. It, it's where we come from wasn't like as important as I thought it was. Um, so it's interesting how like I had my non-negotiable, non-negotiables, but at the same time, I had, I also learned to be like more flexible on things I thought were so important. Yeah. You know? I think it's also interesting how much you can see in this situation, like, timing comes into play. You know, like when you said, like when you first met him and it was like that podcast conversation, it was like, you weren't there yet, mm -hmm. but you were heading in that direction. And uh, sorry to offer up information about you guys and your relationship. But I think one of the most beautiful things about it, as you've been on this journey is you've always said like, because obviously like, you weren't always this religious background yeah. to people who didn't know, like this was really a journey Sarah went on after uh, an intense breakup that she went through where she kind of decided to like rediscover herself and what was important to her. And, and this was a huge part of that. But I know that you've said that he's said, if you decide that you don't want this full, this lifestyle to this extent one day, like he's supportive of that. He's not going to force you to do something that you don't want to do or mm -hmm. force you to live a certain way that you don't want. And I think I, I imagine that that was also a comforting aspect to you that you were like, this person genuinely wants me to be happy and supports me making the decisions that I want to make for me and for us. Yeah. It, it has to come for me. Like he won't ever feel good if these things are coming from him and vice versa. I mean, if I'm, if you're forcing your spouse to do something, you know, does it really feel good if you get your way, but like, does that really feel good if the person you love is doing something forcefully? It's like, I, personally, I would not want that. And he would not want that either. It has to be authentic. And you're right. Like at the beginning, having the space to, I didn't have to make any like promises for the rest of my life. I mean, the non-negotiables were, he, he definitely said like, these are things that are important to me yeah. and I'm not ready to budge on that. And if, and if you don't have that, like no judgment to you, it's just, we're not a match. And I was yeah. like, no, those are things I definitely want in my life, but everything else having like the space to explore. And another thing I think was helpful was I spoke to a mentor that I really, really, really look up to um, the night before my first date with Ben. And I was like, I'm going on this date with this guy. And like, he's way more religious than me. Like, da, da, da. She was like, Sarah, first of all, take a deep breath because I always need that. <laughs> Second of all, she said, more religious, less religious. She's like, first, see if you have a connection with this person and if they make you feel safe. If they make you feel safe and you have a connection with this person, of course the non-negotiables non will come into play. But she didn't want me to get ahead of myself based on religion only. There's a million other factors. Like, do they make me feel comfortable? Do they make me feel safe? It's If it's just this one part of my life, it's not gonna work out. So she also really helped me because I felt like on our first date, I was also just looking for like, how do I feel? Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned 
in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion and I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks, but with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I love that so much. And I think that's something that everyone would benefit from kind of having that mindset when approaching dates, especially like we we put so much pressure on ourselves. Like, oh, this person seems this way on paper. So it it has to work out or there's no way it's going to work out. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I I know me and I know them and like, I'm not going to be what they're looking for. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, we just, we come up with all these ideas in our head when, reality, all that matters at the start is, do you like them? Do you want to spend time with them? Do you want to continue to get to know them? And instead of like jumping ahead to all of these, what ifs, like we could, what if ourselves all day long, all year long, you know, and that's not going to get us anywhere. So I really, really like that example of like, just spend time with the person and see how you feel with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that for many years, uh, I, I think I could speak for both of us. We were like so focused on what they felt about us, the other person sitting across from us on a date, um, right? Like I, I think that for a long time, it was like on paper, they have everything I'm looking for. So now I need them to like me. And like, I wasn't yeah. really focused on how I felt for a long time. And I remember, spoiler alert, I'm in therapy. I love mental health, but in therapy, like years ago, I remember crying over some guy who I had been seeing for like two months or something. And my therapist was like, I just want to remind you that you've been telling me for the last two months that like, you don't really like them. But now that they've decided that they don't want to date you, you're like devastated. And she was like, I just want to tell you, like, I've been here and you don't like them. (laughs) And I was like, oh, (laughs) yep. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. I wish, I wish you and I had kept track of like the number of people we cried over, but like what happened the week before us being like, eh, right. (laughs) Us being like, oh, like I really don't want to go on this date or like, yeah, the date was fine. Fast forward the next day. Oh my God. They haven't texted me back in an hour. What if I never hear from them again? I'm going to literally die. (laughs) Like that was literally our entire life. Like that exact scenario on repeat. I know. (laughs) I know. And we had to go through it, but like, it's just, 
it's a kind of comical. Like it yeah. was, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is so funny. I feel like we, you and I like really, really went through it together. Like yeah. the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights. But I, I feel like, like you said, like we had to go through it. I think we learned so much in each of these experiences, whether they were positive or negative, whether they were so much fun or ended in heartbreak, we learned so much through each of them. And they fully helped mold us into the person we became and the things that we valued and the type of person right. we wanted to be and the type of partner we wanted. And so even if, you know, for anyone who's listening, if whatever you're going through right now, if it's confusing, if it's, it's painful, if it's something that you don't know how it's going to end or, or it just ended and you don't know if you're going to be okay, like you will be okay. Mm-hmm. And all of these situations will lead you to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, to the right thing. Yeah. And also just to add onto that, um, after that breakup that Alana touched on earlier, that kind of led me into the self-discovery. Like I am so unbelievably grateful that I had all of these years after that to find myself, discover the things that I like, who I am as an adult. Like everyone has a different journey. Everyone has a different timeline. I don't think I realized at the time, I remember a friend said to me like, Sarah, like this is a good opportunity for you to like discover yourself. And I was like, no, no, I just want to like have a partner. I'm ready. Da, da, da. I was like so convinced that I was so ready, but I didn't really know much about myself. And I didn't understand what people meant when they said that either. They, I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm Sarah. What do you mean? I don't know myself, but I didn't understand like what I like to do on my own. I had never lived by myself. And then I lived by myself and I loved it. And I just knew how to exist in a space with my own thoughts where I was okay. And it took so much time and so much work. And I know it's the most annoying thing when people are like, you will meet the person when you're least expecting it. Like, that's so annoying to hear. And sometimes I really believe you you do need to look. Like, I don't think that you could just like sit around and everyone just finds their But like- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it the so I've thought about that so many times and I've heard it in every which way. Yeah. I feel like on one hand, it yes and no. Like it's not like when you least expect it, but it's when you've taken the time right. to figure yourself out and you feel more okay and happier about who you are because you've taken that time to heal, to learn, to grow. And then you meet somebody and first of all, they can tell, you know, like that you exude a new type of confidence or a personality that you weren't so sure of before. And that attracts people that attracts the right type of people. Mm -hmm. You also have more filters up of like, Oh no, this person who's just like here to mess around, like I'm not going to waste my time with that anymore. So yes, on one hand, maybe it's like, you're not spending every second of every day swiping on dating apps, like looking for just whoever wants to be with you, but you're, it, it, you're just approaching it in a much healthier way because you now have taken the time to like know yourself and grow yourself and really zero in on like the person you are and the person you want to be. And I think that's when somebody comes in and you meet them and they add to your life instead of becoming mm-hmm. your whole life. Exactly what I wanted to say. Thank you. I, I definitely agree. I don't think it's like, I, I think it takes work to, to figure out what you're looking for, who you are, what makes you happy. It's not, it's not something that just like magically poof appears. Like even me, I believe in God. I believe in all these things. Like we do believe in the concept of putting in the work. There's no, you don't sit around in your apartment and that's it. The next day that you least expect it, it just happens. Now you, you have to really put in the work to figure out what you're looking for, figure out who you are, be comfortable with yourself. And you're hundred percent right. Like when you go out into the world knowing yourself and loving yourself, which is sounds super cheesy, but it's true. And this is literally what my last episode was about. Like I was starting to go into the world as a different me, a me that knew myself, a me that was just confident. And like, it's not that this like magic thing happened. I I attracted someone who was like, wow, that, that person, like, you know, they're self-assured and they, they, they know what's up and I want to be a part of that. Like that sound, that looks cool, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure every word that came out of your mouth, that 
Friday night when, or that Friday when he was like staring mm-hmm. at you with the biggest smile on your face, I'm sure every single thing that you spoke about was something that you learned or something that became a part of you and something you were passionate about on that healing journey that you went on. hundred percent. Okay. I would love to know because over the years you have dropped so many wisdom bombs on me of things that you have learned in therapy about, you know, navigating dating, navigating relationships, navigating anxiety and life. And I feel like some of those, if you can think of them would be really, really helpful to everyone listening right now. Sure. Um, okay. Well, one thing that I really have explored a lot in therapy, especially before I met Ben was attachment styles, which I'm sure you've spoken. I think you've spoken on, on this podcast before, but, um, I don't know if I have like one particularly particular sentence that she told me that was like, wow, because she just says a lot of great things. But in general, like really diving into my attachment style was so helpful for me in therapy. And she kind of taught me how to look for someone who's a little more secure or stable. I'm you know, historically I was more of the like anxious attachment type. And I was always, you know, shocker, shocker. And I was always going for the avoidant attachment type. And I remember her saying to me one day, like, this is the same, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to like say the wrong thing, but she was kind of like, this is kind of like a drug, like the way it is in your brain, it's an addiction. And what you might be confusing as love is really this I don't know how to describe it. It's really like a drug in your brain. It's like the same chemical reaction where you feel addicted and there's all these highs and lows and that high, high, high that you're feeling with somebody. It's not really that they're making you feel so good. It's just that your anxiety is like spiking and you're feeling like what you were seeking, what you got. And it's just going to go back down again because it's, it was fleeting. These, these, you know, these experiences I had weren't like safe and secure. They were really built on like the anxious avoidant, um, like cycle and back and forth. So something that she really had me explore was just looking into how to, how to look for these things early on in dating. And I, I know you've spoken about this a million times, so I don't know if this is anything new, but I'm, I'm on. So I'll just tell you about my own experience. But I think that when I used to date, I would like really look for that big spark at the beginning. And, um, you know, in hindsight, a lot of it was just anxiety as we kind of spoke about earlier. And then when I started reshifting the way I was looking and the way I was dating and the way I was looking for somebody, I started looking for, you know, how was the first date? Was it, was it good, but not like I'm, how did I feel after the first date? And so, you know, I don't, I don't need to get into all of it, but that's kind of, um, something she really, really had me focus on. And I think it's super important because I ended up changing the way I dated, not just the values and the whole thing, but truly the little things in the other person that like how my brain was reacting to them. Is this making sense? Yes, it is. Yes. I think two things. One, what you said about like the chemical being released, it's like the dopamine release when, you know, someone texts you back. What It doesn't matter if you like them or not. You just want the validation that they're texting you. And so that like makes you convince yourself that you like them and that you need them and that you love them even when you don't. And I really like the point about like taking note of how you feel after the date, because you should feel really calm, like excited but calm if it's somebody who actually could be a good fit for you versus how we would feel for years, which was that like, Oh my God, if I don't see them again, I'm going to die feeling, but that's not it. That's not what we should be looking for. Like that spark is really mixed feelings. A lot of times it's confusion and it's really your anxiety and your gut kind of trying to give you a warning sign, but Mm -hmm. we're not like, until you're aware of that, you're not aware of it and you're just going to keep feeding into it. Right. And I think another thing, I mean, just to bring Ben back into the picture, but after our first date, you know, he made it very clear, like, I really enjoyed this date. He wasn't obsessed with me. He wasn't like, oh my God, oh my God, like, I need to see you every single day. But he was like, I really enjoyed this. Like, let's do it again. And he made it clear that he wanted to see me again. So we hung out two days later. And even in terms of texting, like, it was normal. There wasn't like this sudden obsession with each other where it was kind of like, Ooh, what's going on here? But it also wasn't like the second we started connecting, he was backing away and was like distant. It was just a comfortable space where I never once had to question 
how's he feeling about me? You know, I always knew when we were going to go on our next date. And even when I didn't, I was just kind of like, okay, like we like each other. Like we're going to keep exploring this. I want to ask because I get questions about this a lot. I remember somewhere in the early stages, he decided somewhat last minute to take a big trip to South Africa, I think. Wow. How did you internally like manage that? Because I know we get really stressed, especially early on, mm-hmm. if we just start talking to somebody, but then they're going out of town and it's like, well, are we going to talk while we're, we're gone? Am I, am I going to see them? Or are they going to forget about me? Are they going to meet? So like, how did you approach that situation? That's a great question. And I'm so impressed that you remember this. Um, My memory works sometimes, not most times, but sometimes. That's amazing. I think I remember that he was very um, verbal with me about like, I'm going on this trip. I definitely want to keep talking. Like he wasn't like, I'm leaving, you know, I'll see you when I see you. It was like, you know, let's definitely keep talking. I'll do my best to talk to you while I'm away, but like, we'll definitely hang out when I'm back. And I remember being like, I wasn't like anxious. I was just kind of like okay, like this may be a good opportunity to see, you know, sometimes when people leave, it's a good opportunity to see, do you miss them? Do you want to hang out with them again? Um, And this trip ended up being amazing for our relationship because we both really just wanted to talk and we ended up FaceTiming like every, it's okay. I know I just said we weren't like obsessed with each other, but this was after like, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, no. This was after like date four. He was like, I'm going away. And I remember not being scared. I remember being like, it's going to be okay. He's very verbal with me. It doesn't feel like he's like really like leaving me for good. It, It feels like this guy is into me and I like him and, you know, I will see him when I'm back. So I wasn't anxious about it. And I was intrigued to see how we would act on the trip. And then I don't think either of us expected it. It's just that as the trip went on, we just like kept being like, hey, you free to FaceTime? And it just kept happening. And I remember we had like really long, great FaceTimes while he was away. And I was like, why are you doing this? Like you're in South Africa. And he would be up until five in the morning talking to me. And I would be falling asleep because it was like 1030 here. And I don't know. When he came back, he was like, you're going to choose the next date. And it, it happened so naturally. It wasn't something that like, we didn't plan how it was going to go when he left. I just felt comfortable with him. So I didn't really feel anxious about it. And I think, I think it's two things. It's that communication about like, yeah, like we'll talk when we can while I'm gone. And it's that level of comfort that you felt. So you weren't actually staring at your phone, waiting for it to Mm -hmm. light up with his name and building up this anxiety and questioning what if he's doing this? What if he's talking to that person? Like what if all these other things are happening? You were just like, okay, like we'll talk when we talk and we'll see if we miss each other. And then if he comes back and we want to see each other, great. Like, I think it's, again, it goes back to like taking that pressure off and kind of going with the flow and letting things happen. Because I, I think we self-sabotage so many Mm -hmm. potential great partnerships by getting in our heads and by putting all of this pressure and these expectations and questioning every little thing. And I think this is a perfect example of like, just, trust in the situation and what's like meant for you will be for you and and won't miss you. Exactly. Like, because I felt comfortable, I didn't feel the need to like, you know, question what, what he was doing, as you said. And because we already had this level of like, I know you like me and you know, you know, it was like kind of a mutual understanding. He felt comfortable enough, even like we wouldn't text all day. And then I would just get a picture of him you know, his pictures from the trip, like, oh, look what I'm doing. And I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. And yeah, it was really, it felt really safe, which is, you know, was a great sign for me early on. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I've already asked you for the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received. So instead I am going to ask you as my final question, is there something specific you wish, you know, if you could go back in time five years or 10 years what would you tell yourself? Oh my gosh. I would shake myself. I wouldn't just tell myself. I would like, yeah, I would slap us both. <laughs> I would be like, bah, 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 it's going to work out. Like it is going to be okay. And I have to tell myself this every single day, still with every situation that arises. Sometimes I get like really anxious. And I think that if I'm late to this thing, this person's going to be mad at me. And then the friendship's over. It's going to be okay. Even if 
you know, it doesn't work out the way that you intend it to work out. And a lot of times in life, things do not work out the way we think they're going to work out. Like if I could go back to my college self or my high school self, my life looks entirely different than what I had planned for myself. But we also wouldn't now that now that we know what we know, we would never have wanted it to work out the way 18 year old, 20 year old, even 25, 26 year old us would have wanted. Yeah. I think that the number one thing is just, it's going to be okay. No matter what the outcome is, it will be okay. You're not going to find yourself in a situation where for five years you're like, you can't move on and you can't smile. You do smile again. You will smile again. You will enjoy yourself again. You will go out with your friends again. If you're not liking your friends now, you will make new friends. It does. It can happen. It's, I mean, I know it's not so easy, but it can happen. It does happen. And I just think in general, like, I just didn't know it was going to be okay. And I wanted to perfect every single thing. And I wanted to plan every single thing because I was like, if I plan now, I will be okay in the future. But the truth is, is that I, nothing went according to plan. And at the same time, it's better than I could have imagined. And it's okay. Everything's okay. And I, I need to keep reminding myself this now, like it's going to be okay. No matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. And probably more than okay. You will be happy again. The sun will shine again. And you know, I just, that's, that's, that's it. This was perfect. And I am so happy that you came on. I'm so happy that we got to talk about this. I feel like every year, at least, at least once a year, we need like an update on your life and your, your marriage and everything. Yeah, would love to give that. Love you. Thank you, Sarah, so much. If you want to let everyone know where they can find you, shout it out. Absolutely. You'll see a lot of Jewish religious weddings, but come follow me on Instagram at Sarah, that's with an H, L, like Louise, Sasson. So that's, oh no, Taplin. Oh my God. That's so weird that I just said Sasson. No, because at the beginning you said Sarah Sasson's on this podcast and I wanted to correct you. Oh, Taplin. Oh my God. I wish you had corrected me. I'm sorry. It's okay. Sarah L. Taplin. That's T-A-P-L-I-N. That's my Instagram handle. That's my same TikTok handle. Come follow me on TikTok. I'm pretty funny. You might not understand any of the TikToks I make, but... Well, hold on. Also, if there's anyone out there that is exploring religion, is exploring Judaism and has questions, like obviously I know in your own journey, you talk to so many different people on Mm -hmm. your path to like figuring out who you were and what you wanted. So like, guys, if you, if you or someone, you know, is in that boat, like, please reach out to Sarah. Like she would love to, I'm speaking for you, but I imagine you would love to talk to them. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that. And, um, what was I going to say? No, was it? Yeah, that's it. All right. Love you guys all. Send this to an episode. Send this episode to a friend who would benefit from hearing it. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!